Hello, everyone. It's another episode of For the Fans. It was an action-packed weekend in football, as expected. Great games. We'll get into that in a minute. But first things first, Bryson Deshan bombs, takes the U.S. Open in fashionable style, just bombing and gouging his way through the golf course. It's pretty cool to see a, basically a football player rolling through the golf course just... Like I said, he's hitting bombs off the Fucking tee. Fucking linebackers. Kind of he is. Bombs off the tee, making some putts, hitting some shots. It was really cool to see. I think he was the only guy who finished under par. So it just goes to show, you know, the best player, the cream did rise to the top. So big congrats to him. He's referred to as the science guy. Gets a lot of shit for trying to be too technical or overthinking it and whatnot. But hey, the biggest stage, the biggest player rose to the occasion. So... Can't say enough. Congrats to him and everything uh, he's got going his way. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, it's really all I got to say about that. It was. I loved it. It was a great tournament. It was. It was intense. It was the guys struggled. It's kind of what the U.S. Open is. You know, they set up the toughest test for these guys, and it is a struggle. You know, people watching them are like, "Dang, I can do that," but no, you can't. It's really tough for these guys. So. Again, congrats to Bryson, Desham Bombs, and uh, yeah, that's all I got for the PGA Tour. A lot of good games this week in the NFL. I think we'll just dive right into that, and Frank, I'll pitch it to you, whatever games right. you liked and what you wanted to watch or you talk about. All right, well, I'll talk about one that kind of struck everybody crazy. So Falcons jump out to a 20-0 lead quick in the first quarter in Dallas, Jerry's World, and it's looking horrible for Dallas. Looks like they're going to lose the game, right? All game, they kind of try to fight back. They're always down about two possessions about the whole game. Mm-hmm. Three minutes left to go. Falcons still up about two touchdowns. They score a quick one. They end up getting the ball back, scoring another one. And then they got to go for this onside kick. To... <laughs> yeah, what a disaster. Yeah, man. This onside kick. So, Well, I mean, there was even drama before that kick. Everyone was bitching about whether they should have gone for two on that first initial touchdown or not. True. And McCarthy had to explain, like, listen, like, analytics of it, we were going to have to go for two anyways, so we can either go for it now and know we still need it later or get it out of the way just right now. This is true. Either way, we're going to have to go for two. Just simple math. We're going to have to at some point. So either way, like, even if we do get it or don't get it now, we have to get it at least one out of two times. You might as well. It's gonna I'd, I'd rather happen. take two chances instead of one. That's very true. Which is, you know, no, but that, that, you know, just that's smart thinking. They, they, you know, they just want to bitch about anything now, but whatever. But back to what Frank. No, back, no, no, that's yeah. a great point because like Mike McCarthy is just a questionable coach, bro. Like he goes for it on his own side of the field for two fake punts early in the game. That kind of co- he just doesn't make the greatest decisions. But sometimes you got to go for stuff like that because you know you do got to get a two point conversion eventually. Mm-hmm. So you go for it now. I, I'm kind of an advocate for that to be honest. Right. Well, no, in that scenario, you kind of have to. Exactly. Would you rather have one shot when you need it or two? Hundred yeah. percent. I'd rather have two two cracks at it. So yeah. I mean, all in all, they were able to get that onside kick right. magically. Yeah. Falcons oh, were looked yeah. at as foolish yes. for not jumping on it and letting the ball just travel ten yards. When they could have just jumped on it way before when they had the opportunity to. Yeah. Just very, very low IQ football play 100%. on the Atlanta Falcons part. Just Yeah. Instead, they just back off the ball, let Dallas creep on up after it Once travels it 10. I know kids who play Pop Warner who would jump on that football. Like, yeah. come on. There Man. was a theory floating around. I don't know if I buy it, but I guess they've never seen a ball kicked that way. So they that's why they didn't want to lay on it. But it's like, again, there was... 
three, four Falcons, five Falcons right there. They all decide to back up and not even block. You at least block the Cowboys right there and let it roll out of bounds if you think that's what it's going to do. But to just sit there and... But the ball wasn't even bouncing or anything. It no, was just spinning and Swirling roll- on the yeah. ground, just swirling at them. And they just were like, oh, wow. Never seen that before. And yeah, look at the... They kind of, yeah, they kind of got scared. But the smartest thing would have been to run right at it before it yeah. even traveled any far. So instead it goes 10, they get the ball. Dak throws a nice, like, yarder to CD Lamb, get him in field goal range. They bring their kicker out, and they make the inevitable comeback. I mean, the, I mean it was not going to happen. I mean, the odds were... No, the, the Falcons blew that. 100%. Yeah, that was a 99.9% win probability with yeah, the, the whatever the time game. left on exactly. the clock, and then it just flipped on its head. Bro, you can't lose that. that. You, so can't, dude, you can't lose that game. If you're the Falcons, you, you can't lose that. I mean, for that's two, just so bad. That's so bad. If I'm a Falcons fan, I'm heated, I mean, bro. For two games, they, they kind of hung with Seattle for a little bit, but the offense looked promising the last two games. It's like, still okay, they have a high-power offense, but defense and overall coaching and still trash. Exactly. Dan Quinn. <laughs> My God, I still can't lie. Some would say since Super Bowl, he's been an L. I mean, they're not it's wrong. True. a fat hangover for the last, what, three years? Yeah. Four years? Right. Well, it's because Matt LaFleur is gone, not giving him an MVP caliber quarterback and anymore. Shanahan. Huh? Yep. Shanahan <laughs> I'm just kidding. And I'm just kidding. Uh, you're not wrong, though. Those are two good coaches that are out of the system. Look at them now. So, well. That is true. They did have two guys who were very, like, in tune and really a big part of their coaching staff offensively. So it almost MVP even makes you wonder that gone. What, who, who was more valuable? Was it LaFleur or Shanahan versus the mind probably, of Dan Probably Shanahan. No, no, no. I'm saying the package of LaFleur and Shanahan. Oh, yeah. And then Dan Quinn, like, standalone. So, like, those two guys are gone, and all that's Dan Quinn, kind of left. Yeah, Dan Quinn is a defensive guy. He's a guy. defensive guy, and yet the defense defense is still kind of trash because they're putting up points on him. But Offense looks stagnant, too, for Atlanta. It's like you watch them play, and if they can't really establish the run, which they already have a trouble, like, a troublesome time doing, yep. they just look – oh, Julio or Ridley. They just throw jump balls and hope that one of those guys can bail them out. Yeah. Or they'll throw the underneath to Ridley – or the jump ball to Julio, you know yeah, what I mean? they're getting yards, they're getting points, but we'll see. I don't know, but I just feel like a lot of it is just, like, that's Matt uh, Matt Ryan just, like, figuring shit out. Yeah, just trying to make something that's happen. That's, like, like, the offensive game plan can't be good. So he's kind of going out there, and he's just, you know, a guy who's been around the block a time or two, just doing what he can, and... They, like, but like I said, you just you can't lose that game. You can't. You really, you really and not can't. On an kick like that. It'd be one thing if they kicked up like a jump ball and a guy gets hit and then a ball comes loose. No, that's concerning. About like if if I'm the coach of that team, like I'm worried about my guys being able to finish games and keep their they foot had on the gas. Sealed. Yeah, that's. Uh, you know how much time is on the clock? Less than a minute. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was a little bit over a minute when they got the. I have the ball kick back, I believe. But like, I'm just telling you, like shit like that in the twenty eight to three in the yeah, Super Bowl. Just it just makes me it, it, it just as as a Packers guy, it just makes me feel a whole lot better about the twenty fourteen NFC championship. <laughs> that shit. Because like at the time it's like, how could you get worse than this? And they're like, Hold my beer, <laughs> just check, wait. Just wait, hold my beer, son. Like, like I'm gonna fuck it up even worse. Check it out. Mm. Yeah, and, man. And that thing is, it seems like it, I mean, it's a bad hangover. It's like the Packers bounce back and even if it's every year. I know it's week two. It's a week two game. But, still, but like, dude, like that's something you don't want to see, dude. Those are big problems. If your team can't finish a game out, like, oh, no. 
Falcons won't be yeah, they won't be going anywhere. Six and ten at best, bro. Yeah, that's a six and ten team. That I'm one play, like that. No, that no, dude. That one. I'm telling you, that's that's the difference between a ten and six and a six and ten team. Because they're gonna look back at this game like, oh my god, how the fuck did we lose? That's a that? fundamental stuff too. Not just that; it's just effort. It's just they sat there, they looked at it, they didn't jump on it, and watched the Cowboys take the game from them. Plain and simple. Crazy. They they played not to lose and they lost. <laughs> like that's that's exact. That's how it happens every time. Yep. Catch you every time. Ugh, goofy ass Atlanta man. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. If you're if if you root for the Falcons out there. My deepest condolences, because that's some god awful football right there. I'm sorry. Yeah, that like I said, I know better. I know kids who are nine years old, who who just probably in their first season playing tackle football ever, who know to jump on that ball, and know that if they're on siding it to you before it gets to you, got to jump on it, no matter what. Like, dude. Uh, wow. Well. <laughs> and it turns into an L. So whatever. A T L. Hate to say it. Yeah. Hey. Capital yeah. L. Holy shit. Seems like they get a toss-up, though, when they get the Bears, you know. To... It's always funny, yeah, though, because, like, week. when the Cowboys win, their fans act like they won the Super Bowl. They're like, yeah, we done boys. Yeah, we you, it's you like, see the crowd there just going bonkers? Like, they won the, they're it's going like, the bowl. Yeah, Jerry and all these guys are like, yeah, they're, like, high-fiving and jumping around. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's cool. Like, get nice win. But you haven't done anything ever. Well, I'm not ever. freaking out that much. I'm not buying what you're selling yet. I mean, congrats, you're 2-0. Oh, yeah. uh, like, you struggle yeah, at home. Another one and one. I'm sorry, yeah, one yeah. You, you struggle at home on Monday night or Sunday night football to start the year. You lose, to, right. the, you lose to a Rams they team. They were at SoFi. That's right. Who, you know. Oh, they were at SoFi? Yeah, they were. Oh, they, so, okay. So they, oh, so they came back at home mm-hmm. and they wanted to play. Man, they yeah. should have lost, but they won. Yeah, so. realistically, it could be. Oh, I get confused because they were, like, wearing blue the first game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they were wearing white. And yeah, because the Rams their, their home yeah. jerseys are white. I always, yeah, they're I always, the opposite. They're the, yeah, they're the opposite. I get mixed up with Dallas about that, but my apologies. But like I said, you come out week one and come out flat against the Rams. Everyone thought they should have beat them. And then you have a game against the Falcons. Everyone thought you should have won, and you blow that too. Almost. Almost. I mean, like they did blow it, but the, the Falcons just lost it. The Falcons so. really bailed them out for that one. They really did. They played... I'd like to think they play any other team. That's just sad. ball recovered, and that's all she wrote. But yeah. it's just sad. It's the way she went, though. So Dallas got the dub, yep. and that was one of our pick up pick em games, and we all went Dallas. Yeah, we all went Dallas. I was so. freaking out. I was like, no, I got that one wrong. Well, right, because I mean <laughs> it was over. But hey, Dallas did the impossible. So they came back and won. Another good game. Would you like to talk about, Huntrev? Um. Seattle Patriots. That was an amazing game. I'm really a wow. fan of the new look Pats. I really am. Wow. I feel like they don't carry that, that old stigma of, you know, here comes the evil empire of of uh, Belichick and Brady. And it's just like, Cam and the boys. What are they going to do? You know, what what's Bill going to dial yeah. up for Cam to do? And, I mean, he's, he's throwing good. He's running. They're scheming. And it's just... And their defense is, I mean, their defense is still good, all things considered, the guys they're missing. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure if they get a little more comfortable with each other, or more, just more practice and more field time, I think that defense will tighten up, but that was a great game. Yeah, for real. a great game. Yeah, that game was quarterback greatness, man. It really was. Between Cam and Russ, it was just, both those guys were just feeling it, man, and they were putting, they were just playing lights out football. 
that one play to DK where he just drops it right over his shoulder and Gilly Lock. Yep. DK runs into the end zone like that. Just you know, um, the other one who's number eighty three that he hit. That one was crazy. That was another. That was another crazy fucking play. He and then like out of bounds and like dragged his foot back in or something weird like and that. And then Cam just. Uh, bulldozing freight train at the goal line and then throwing dimes to Julian over Jamal Adams. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, man. Like, there was a couple plays where Julian got, like, got on Jamal Adams and made a play on him. I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, I was just impressed with just the pure quarterback play from both those guys. And then, obviously, you got just a great stop at the goal line. 31, I can't remember. I don't remember his name, but just being able to, you know, fire off the ball and get through the line, get through those big bodies to not only recognize what is developing through the play, but to stop it before it ever happens and not even give it a chance and yeah. send and basically tabletop Cam. Yeah, because he wiped out that fullback and then... Exactly. And Cam he, couldn't do he anything. Threw that, he threw that fullback right into Cam's lap. Yeah, I mean, and like you say, he flopped over because... There's nowhere to go. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, they got beat all night on that. And when, it, and when it yeah. finally mattered, they finally held strong and got it. So, you know, that means a lot to that Seattle team, that defense, those players. Yes. That's a lot of momentum riding on for them. But um, Patriots will be fine. Yeah, I, mean, they're, they're I picked really them good. to win this game just based off the merit that Bill Belichick would keep them in. And they really did have a chance to win. And they, they very well away. Yeah, and they very well could have won it. So, you know, just one of those games where we'll look back in a few years and be like, man, that was a classic game. Like, it really was. That's a, that was a great Sunday night football game. It was really it good. It really was. I mean, yeah. They what, 40-ish seconds to march down the field or something? Yeah, like that. timeouts. And they just, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, we were all texting. They were really going to win this game. No, I'm sorry. They had one timeout. Okay. Yeah. Um, but still. Speaking of which, though, they had a little bit of bad they, clock management. Yeah, they, they, I, and I was about to say they did kind of like let twenty seconds mm. uh, burn off before using that last timeout. Yeah, which yeah. I wouldn't have done. Which I would have used the timeout quick. But at the same time, you also want to say, well, if you get stopped, if you if you use the timeout, you're at the fifteen twenty. You get stopped. You have to go all the way down, clock it, and then you're well. Then you yeah, don't have a timeout. Yeah, but then. What 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 happened was they would have got it right around that fifteen ten yard line. They would have been like twenty six seconds or so. Mm-hmm. Then the next play got uh, Nikhil Harry on the one or two. So that I'm spiking it would maybe have left you around nine to ten. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. three plays. But the problem is, busts. is you you want to keep that timeout because especially at the goal line where everything gets so condensed, play calling is so much harder. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard when you're going down and you're spiking it. And you have to do everything on the fly. You don't have a timeout to really talk about anything. Yeah, reset. It's a good point. Just to go down there and just do everything on a whim and figure it out down there. Very when true. you could keep that timeout, you can get worry about just getting down there. Then you can burn the timeout and say, okay, hey, this is what we're going to do. If this doesn't work, get them on the ball quick and run this. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, so I, yeah, either way, I like can, the way. I mean, you can look does. at it from both sides. but So I have to say, he did a decent job, but some would say he didn't do the right. But, but oh, well, they had their chance. You, you can never, me, yeah, you can't please everyone no. with yeah. what you do. They so. literally had the chance to win the game. So I mean, and they're like, in great position to win the game. That play worked all night, just busting in with Cam, so it's like. That's exactly why I they couldn't stop it all night. So the you know the off chance they're going to stop it this time is well, yeah, well, not in their you know not in their head. They're like, no, just we got them dialed up with this. Well, that's what I would have done too. I would have done the exact same thing if I were McDaniel's. If I, if they they could not stop that all night, and I'm saying, well, you can't stop it. I'm going to make you stop it. Yeah, and I mean, Seattle yeah. earned it. 
that. Yeah. Oh my god, I hate to say it. I was screaming at the TV asking why did they run that play? Everybody in America who was watching that game knew what was coming. I know yeah, it's, it was it was mm-hmm. working all night, but what you do is you fake run in, have someone trail on the backside as you saw. Everybody like in their yeah, everybody like the and their mother in. came yeah. in. Yeah, so, uh, fake everyone's up. Toss over the end zone. I was screaming like, okay, well, you you didn't draw up the good play. Hate to say it. McDaniels, they should have drew up a throw. Hate to say it. Well, it works s- all night, but it wasn't going to work there. You, It's predictable as hell. Well, it, it I think it probably would have worked. I think Cam would have been able to power through if 31 and blow up the play. I, I think, think everyone true. got through. Uh, the whole play was I blown mean, up. I mean, everyone and their mom knew that was coming. Well, I They should have drew up something else. I guess, but at the time they couldn't stop it. Just like, I, I like I mean, look, you look at the NFC; it's the same thing with the happened to the Packers. They couldn't run, They couldn't stop the run between the tackles and guards. Yeah. So the Forty ers ran it forty eight times on them. Yeah. Yeah. And they challenged the Packers to beat them, and the Packers couldn't do it. I know. The only difference is, is Seattle actually stepped up and stopped it. I know. Which is more credit to them. It's coming. I mean, they should have done something else. They knew it was coming the whole night and they couldn't stop it till then. So, I I mean. I know, I know. But at the end of the day. What are you going to do? You go either way, but I thought they should have faked in. If it works, we say the same thing that. Oh, you should have ran it. Exactly. They They ran the play all night and Seattle knew it was coming. They still couldn't stop it. So, one side is going to catch play for it anyway. I think a big reason was the with that formation that they came out in. When they previously scored out of that formation, they they did fake the handoff and pass it to the fullback forty six, yeah, or forty eight or something. I can't remember, but they did do that. Not even a fake handoff. I would want a fake QB run, just a yeah, yeah, catch yeah, step. Or, yeah, fake power, well, well, and yeah, then he just and he can't just threw fake it step up. in. Everyone jumps, obviously. Well, Tim Tebow, over yeah. There. So I feel like I mean, top, so they uh, did that for they did that already. So maybe they were just like, well, maybe they're expecting the fake again. Or maybe like go saying. more outside. Yeah, they just went straight up, and yeah, like I said, deep, deep, Seattle made a great play. It's just really so just tough. Like, all those bodies can just at the one yard line. What you know? Exactly. I, what I, can you drop that's going to work? You don't know, and you, you know, this is, you're just sizing exactly, up. Exactly. And, it's working all night. I mean, why can't we get one it's a more? Yard. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Something's right. going to budge. It's working all night. Fuck. It budges on the last play. Yeah. So got to give them credit for that. Like, Pat's damn near, yeah, really could have won that game. Impressive ass. Yeah. Impressive ass performance. Pats and Bill, Cam, they're all, I mean, they're good. So They're really good. Yeah, I won't write off the Pats as a contender anymore. No because way. That game showed that Cam was They showed up to play. And, yep. and that they're not that bad. I mean, maybe one more playmaker, but you can say that for any team. You know, any team He even like said after the game, he's like, listen, he's like, let's be honest, I've made money in my career. He yeah. said, "This shit I'm about now is." He's like, "I've never. I'm going after the things that I've never gotten, which is championships. And like, and I want respect." Yeah. And he, he's he's always had mine, but he's getting more of it now. Oh yeah. Especially after you after know Sunday night, man. Because it would just be such a polar opposite of Bill and the Patriots, and now he's, you know, a couple of years ago, you never imagined Cam Newton playing for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. No shot. But. Like Taylor's saying, he's I want championships. I want that respect that he thinks he deserves, which I think he should. I mean, he's proven for, through two games. He's got an arm. He's money. He's got the deep ball. He can hit a guy anywhere. And he's just as mobile and elusive as ever. So, it's a match made in heaven. Bill Belichick's a creative guy. He's a genius. And it's like... They're loving it. Yeah. So. They really are. No, they have a great relationship, too. The way, the respect that those guys have for each other, the way they talk about each other, yeah. you would think they're boyfriends or something. Exactly. I'm not even trying to joke. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm serious. The way those guys talk, like, I don't know. 
just can't like Bill so Bill said he's like no Cam shows up and he works his ass off and Cam Cam works his tail off yeah so does he's Bill. the first one in and the last one out and Cam says the same thing he's like man I love having a coach like him having a guy who'll challenge me and make me better like dude if anyone's built to be a player for Coach Belichick it's Cam Newton a lot of people would have thought not. Yeah? It's just crazy. Just with this bravado and all that yeah, stuff. Like, no, nah, it's not going to work. Get out of here. Like, yeah, Bill's not going to take it. And he's, I mean, he's still that way. He's you still know. swagging out Yeah, there. he wears his, you know, his get-ups and his suits. Yeah, he's still suits and, Yeah, he's still doing his thing. He's but dancing. He still produces. Yeah, I think that's all. That's all that like, matters. Hey, if you're producing and you're doing, you know, your you're job. doing white lines, you're at practice, you're this, you can walk in and walk out however you, yeah, I, yeah, you care less. Listen, listen. If he could deal with Gronk's antics and shit, Cam Newton, I'm like, you have guys like Randy Moss. You have Tebow on the team for a couple years like you're used to all this media bullshit like like this is junior varsity compared to the other shit you've had yeah. to deal with mm-hmm. like don't even trip about like the aaron hernandez shit like oh my god yeah <laughs> like he's like, weathered worse storms yeah dude get out of town ta- like oh my god spy gate, be, yeah. gate all the non you know I knew, yeah. and i knew i knew cam would come in and him and belichick would gel well together and this would be a good thing a lot of people said i was crazy a lot of people said there's no way like cam and bill they're polar opposite people yeah I'm like, yeah, but sometimes opposites attract. And with both of these guys and the state they're at in their career, they both still, despite having very accomplished resumes, both of them, you know, they still have a lot to prove and they still have a lot that they want to work towards. Yes. And they both have a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I think the Pats with Cam Newton can, I think they can really go the distance if they wanted to. They are very much in the run. Right now, right now, behind Baltimore and KC, they're my third team. Yeah. Maybe Buffalo. Yeah, that will be interesting. Because Buffalo's play. playing good football. Buffalo is flying very under the radar for me. I would say and Pittsburgh. we'll get to that. Because their quarterback is Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas in one person. <laughs> I'm serious. He's a beast. No, Josh Allen is a beast, he's, bro. Yeah, he's, he's no joke. How long has it been since we've been talking about a Buffalo quarterback balling? Forever. Wow. I, I mean, they're shit. I'm telling you, bro. Like, but, you know, the Patriots are. That'll be a good matchup, Bills Patriots. See what that's all like. Yeah, we'll see it. Because the Bills got some swagger. Patriots are the Patriots. Yeah, I, they're a good team. Yeah. I mean, they are. Buffalo have been good for the past three years now. Which they've been knocking on the door. They've been in wild they really card have, games. They really have. Yeah, they've been knocking good, on the door. So. Kind of blew it to Deshaun Watson last year. Yep. Yep. They had the game, honestly. They had a good. I mean, hey, they're doing well. They're building. Yeah, no, I'm serious. This could dude, be the season. It's no, the Bills point. are cold, bro. Their secondary is cold. Micah Hyde, former Packer. Davius White. Davius White. Jordan Poyer. Sheesh. They have some players, bro. Now with Diggs to help on the offense. I mean, Stephon, yeah. It's a good team, so we'll look out for Buffalo. They beat Miami. They had a little scare. They were down at some point late in the game, but uh-huh. they ended up prevailing because Josh Allen comes through. Just yeah. came through for him, trying to diamond him up. Honestly, a lot of people, I, a lot of people I've heard like say this just from like people like just around that like I see throughout my day and like my work day and stuff. A lot of people say, well, all the first four weeks of this NFL season are technically just preseason, anyways. The real season doesn't start till like week five. Because everyone needs a few weeks to get going. Which I guess is true, but these games actually count. Yeah, they do. So it's like, you know, preseason's more about evaluating your depth and seeing what you have behind your ones and twos. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily, like, agree with that sentiment. But in a sense, it truly is because they haven't played. And they yeah. need to get, you know, 
I wouldn't say we've seen great football, but it hasn't been bad. No. I mean, I mean, Green Bay scored 85 points in the past two They're weeks. popping off. In the first two games, he scored 85 points, which is... I didn't think that would happen. No. Which is nuts. They're not first adding, in points. They're first in yards. They're first in rushing. They're first in and not time of possession. Any, adding anything to help the team like in a win right now stage more down the road, and here they are yeah. popping off. So and, you know, and like, just a lot of t- it's just a weird season. So I feel like you know, I mean, I think the the first four games, they're not. I don't see them as a warm up. I mean, you're gonna see the guys get better because they're just seeing live reps. But the teams that have come out to a good start, like a Green Bay, are just showing, I think, they're just that much more ahead of the curve of all these guys trying to get on a roll. You guys are just coming out guns blazing. Yeah, well, another thing, too, is that most players, most teams, actually, I'm sorry, don't even play their ones in the preseason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe the first or second game. But other than that, they won't see the field again until week one anyways. Yeah. So, you know... If I mean, if you're listening and if you feel, you know, well, they still need a couple weeks to get it going, well, I mean, they can't afford a couple weeks. They can't. No. They really can't. That's the thing. No, they can't. And that's why you see some of the teams that we know are Super Bowl contenders kind of just winning right off the bat because they know there's no time to waste. Packers doing good. Chiefs doing good. Ravens doing good. Yeah. Seahawks. I yeah. mean, these teams, yeah, they have continuity and chemistry as well. That's right. all those like kind a factor. Of, yeah, all those teams have continuity and chemistry. Right. So, I mean, they they already know what they've been They're doing. They're not in, like, the first year of the new... Exactly. Yeah, so, new you'll degree. see some of those good teams jump out and still play well, but... Okay, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's another reason. Like you just said, the continuity and chemistry, I think that's some a good reason teams. why the Rams are doing as well as they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Because McVay's... Yeah, I mean... Same kind of team yeah. as Lose Todd. They weren't even really using him last year. No. No. Remember? Yeah, so... Kind of the same team, exactly. Good Pretty call. Pretty much, yeah. Cooper Cup was somewhat injured half in, half last year. Now they got him healthy. So they got a, they got a plethora of weapons to go to. Tyler Higby's looking good. Robert Woods, Just figuring obviously. out ways to get him the ball, which yeah. is smart. So, yeah, Rams are a low-key good team. You know, they obviously got the best defensive tackle and the best corner on their defense. That yeah. isn't that's going to help. So, it's going to help a lot. Yeah, so they, they oof, we got a game. We got a game with the Rams next week. They play the undefeated Bills as well. That's going to be a nice one. That's going to be a nice oh, one. Oh, yeah. Ah, it's going to be too tough to call, honestly. I don't even know there. But we'll get to that in week three pickums, guys. But another good game that we had this Sunday, what else you guys want to We ran through the Seahawks-Pats, Cowboys comeback. The Chiefs, you know, I will tell you that they were down because Chargers brought out Justin Herbert to start the game. Yeah, like yes. five-minute notice. Yes. Not even five to ten seconds. <laughs> They, he said at the press conference, he said five, ten seconds before kickoff, Coach Lynn came to me and said I would be starting, which is just – she goes, you're serious? I mean, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, but like, that's, just, that's just absolutely insane, insanity to me. Like, not just that, but like if your starting quarterback is having chest pains and he's not responding well to injection, you're going to tell the coach seconds before kickoff? Like who the hell is like communicating sh- shit with yeah. the Chargers? Tyrod said it late? Or were you saying that? Probably the medical team. Yeah, well, I, I mean, like, you know, it's 10 minutes before kickoff. They're like, well, Tyrod's having trouble. We gave him a shot. We'll and see if he's all right. We'll see if he's all right. And, Coach, and then Coach Lynn's like, I'm okay. And then minutes, I think, before game yeah. time, like, he's not all right. they're Tyrod? like, well, we have to take him to a hospital. He's not responding well. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. And so literally, like, they're setting up the tee to kick off, and he has <laughs> to go walk over to number 10 and be like, hey, bro, you're starting to You're in. 
And he actually played pretty well. He, he really did. He did. He didn't play bad. No. I feel like he played better than Tyrod would have. Not know, to not to shit on Tyrod, but well, you know what you got with Tyrod. That's the thing. With Herbert, Tyrod's you, just a game manager yeah, quarterback. He's with Herbert, it's, going in. it's what we saw, and it's like, oh, what you know? What can he develop into? Because he had what one throwing touchdown, one rushing. Yeah. yeah. He was looking good. Justin Herbert went out there and was like, fuck it, I'm playing. Yeah. Like, I'm just out here playing football. And he had a decent um, amount of completions, like, what, 22 for, like, 30-something? Yeah, dude, he was playing well, bro. And he had him up in the third quarter. Actually, he just made a big rookie first-date game mistake. What, you know, what are you going to do yeah. with five-second notice? He didn't yeah, play any you know, rep with the ones. Yeah, so, like, to do. do what he did, it's like... Still very impressive, but he could have put it away. They were up 17-6, and he yeah. made a turnover that brought the Chiefs kind of right, yeah. rolling, rolling yeah. back. Yeah. And but he could have he could have put away the Chiefs, realistically. And he did a damn good job, honestly, on that five, ten-second notice. Like, yo, bro, Tyrod actually can't make it, so... And it's depends, all you. And depending on if Tyrod comes back or, you know, or how Tyrod plays, if they don't get off to a – if he looks lackluster, it's like, you know, do you do you have yourself a QB controversy? Of, do you start the rookie because he, what we saw in a, one game against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the Super Bowl defending champs, mm-hmm. or do we put on Tyrod because he's a veteran and this and that? It's like, I think it all depends on – how the kid plays. It could yeah. be it could be a Kaepernick and Alex Smith situation or uh, another similar situation, Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. Drew yeah. Bledsoe gets hurt. We probably would have never seen what Tom Brady was made of if he hadn't gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes this could be a blessing in disguise for teams yeah. where they finally look and see, well, look at this young guy we got. Let's see how good he is. And he comes in and he does well. And I think if you're the Chargers, if Herbert's not playing bad – I mean, he almost beat the, the defending AFC champions, Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Literally. I mean, and uh, you know, you got you have to if he's the hot hand, you have to go with yeah, it. Yeah, you ride him. You have to. I think. I agree. No, again, you have he, to. Again, he didn't play bad. Yeah, he had a couple of rookie mistakes, but he didn't have any reps with the ones and to prepare. He didn't prepare to play. Yeah, and I feel like you know, just like I said about Tyrod, just a game manager QB. He'll, he he goes in and he plays not to lose. He plays, you know, just safe football. When I feel like Herbert's going in, he's like, well, fuck it. Like, I want to win. I want to play. Like, I'm here to play. Like, I'm not here just to, you know, yeah, I want to fit within the system, do what's play within the parameters of the offense, but I'm not going to go and just play. I'm not going to play too safe to the point where we're getting three points every drive and we're stalling out. Because that's right. really kind of what happened to them in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And they barely yeah. speak out a win against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Because Tyrod is leading the offense. He just looks, I wouldn't say timid, but he just doesn't have that same urgency of a young player. Like, wow, I, like, let's go get this. Let's go score. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's just preserve this lead instead of let's, you know, let's go get more. Like, that's why he made that mistake. Because... Justin Herbert's mind, yeah, he's up 17-6. He's like, well, I could be up 24 Put him away. I could be up 20-6. to six. Like, let's keep gaming at these guys. And mm-hmm. then, like Frank says, young players make mistakes and that shit happens. Yep. But that mindset is what you want. That's key. And if you're a coach, you're looking at that like, oh, well, yeah, he fucked up. He owned it, though. And, you know, and that's the mentality you well, want. It was good intentions. It wasn't, you know. Because in three, four years, he could be that their guy for them. And in that situation, it's like, well, go put him away then, Justin. Let's, and he makes the just like Roger, Just like Rodgers did with the Lions. Yeah. You know, or Aaron Jones, they both went off for us. But you know, you start the game, you're down fourteen to three. You know, you claw your way back, then all of a sudden you find yourself up twenty. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You had a blink of an eye. It's like, oh my God, gangbusters. Yeah, and so, and you know, and that's the difference between barely staying in games or blowing teams out or getting blown out, you yeah. know? So, I, if I'm the Chargers, bro, if Herbert can put together another few good games, um, I know you want, I know if you're coach Anthony Lynn, you may, you know, you want to stick to your guns and you don't want to look like a jackass. So you want to try and stick with your choice as long as you can, but you got to do one, what's good for the greater good of your football team. And two, you have your own ass to yeah. cover as well. And if your team's not winning, they'll fire you and they'll go and hire someone else, the yep. new young guy, whatever. So yeah, it's just, it's tough. It's yeah. tough, but I'm, I would stick with number 10 if he's playing well still. Who do the Chargers have next week? It's a good question. I honestly don't know. Let me look at it. Go ahead and give us your thoughts, Frank. Let me look at that. I'm with you, bro. I mean, you got to go with Herbert. He did the damn good job. Could have won the game. He looked really good. I mean, mean, hate to say it. This is who you drafted for anyway with your, I think, 10th overall pick. Top 10 draft picks. Yeah, how long was Tyrod going to be there? Not usually going to finish his career there. Maybe a year or two. They're at home against the Panthers. So, winnable game. Yeah. Winnable. I know. A lot of injuries. McCaffrey should be gone. Yeah, well, yeah. he will be gone. He will be gone. So hey, Justin Herbert, I think he'll get the nod. I agree with I agree with Taylor here. I think you just ride him because hey, you drafted him. He did pretty well. He let really him, did. Let him develop and get NFL game experience. What you gotta do. So hey, we'll see what the Chargers got rolling around if they stick with Herbert or not. So we'll find out. But Yep. Another good game was Monday Night Football. The Saints were rolling in for the first game in the Allegiant Stadium for the Las Vegas Raiders. and Bit of a stunner. Bit of a stunner. A lot would say that the Saints were going to win. But it's because the Raiders were just so young. Mm-hmm. But they came out no, and but did their you got, thing. Yeah, you got to give, uh, give Coach Gruden and... Um, who's their GM? Mayock. Mike yeah, Mayock. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you got to give those fellas credit because they put together a hell of a squad. Jonathan Abram... Um, Josh Jacobs. Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs. He has the most yards through his first three or fifteen games. fifteen games as a Raider over Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson. Wow. Yeah, and it's like by hundreds of yards, not mm-hmm. by like a few yards. It's by hundreds, mm-hmm. which is fucking crazy. Dude, mm-hmm. kids are stud. You mm-hmm. have Clellan Farrell, Max Crosby, who are absolute just studs, mm-hmm. and you know Derek Carr. You can say what you want about the guy. You can say you want whatever you want about his brother and the history of whatever. But yeah. Derek Carr, he's not bad, dude. No, he's a good. He's a solid player. Henry Ruggs, they're guys they got. Uh, Darren Waller is I was probably about to say he's the fat. He's at easily the t- fat, fastest tight end in football. Dude is a stud, monster. He had what 13, 12, 13 catches last night. Something. At some point, they said crazy. He had, no. At one point in the fourth quarter, he had twelve. And I believe it, dude. He was no, going he did. Off. They said so. I was his twelfth catch. He only, he only has a hundred something yards, but he gets the ball and he. Mister Reliable, dude is a monster, man. And they in the deal they signed him for is a bargain. Looks like a bargain. It's like three years, like yeah, fifty where, million. Where did they get him? Was he a? I don't. Was even he a know. recent draft pick, or has he been in the league for a while? I think. To be honest, I think he had like some criminal problems and he was out the league for oh. the they, they picked him up low key. Okay. But you know, he's a good obviously he's a never good guy changes like exactly. He came back to the league, so I don't know a story hundred percent. But something like that. 
along the lines of that, Raiders got him, knew he had the talent. Yeah, it looks like he was. Uh, yeah, he was. He was taken in the sixth round, two hundred fourth overall in the twenty fifteen draft. Okay. Out of Georgia Tech. Okay. His possession out of college was a wide receiver, so that explains his speed. They but he, but that size that he has, I mean, you can utilize him as a tight end. He was drafted by the Ravens, and he's made his way now to the Raiders. But I mean, you love to see shit like that, guys yeah. who. It's Georgia Tech's not a. Not just that, but he, you know, someone who was going down the wrong path in life, he yeah, made it. Made he it made, he, he yeah. made it out, and he made a better path for himself throughout his life. So, but dude's such a fucking good football player, man. Yeah, he was gonna come out of nowhere, guy. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. He, well, yeah. I definitely. had a buddy who's a big Raiders fan. He was all, oh, "You got to draft him on your fantasy team." I'm like, "Who?" Darren Waller. Well, I, I don't know. No, he's great. You know, and then. I was like, son of a gun, that's what you told me about. He's like, yeah, he's crazy, dude. It's Derek Carr's guy. I'm like, Henry Ruggs is going to be another guy for them. Yes. They're going to have a nice offense. It's going to be really are. It's just the beginning of the year, too. Just that Raiders team, the way they embrace Coach Gruden's, like, personality, and the way they feed off of it, it's, dude, I'm telling you, the Raiders, they could be a dark horse in the AFC. They could really, really fuck around and surprise people. Like I said... In one of our earlier episodes, I think I had the Raiders finishing pretty high. I think they had I had them finishing second in the in the AFC West. I I could see I that. Yeah. Because Broncos, eh. Chargers, maybe now with Herbert, that but that's something we didn't know no. going in. Yeah, no, but, but I, 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 I have the, the Raiders. Ra- I have the Raiders up there. I they I they will be a top seven team in my opinion. Oh, yeah, they'll make the like, postseason, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be a yeah. Oh, this man, is the I just seed. I just can't help but go against just Coach Gruden, you know, because. His he's what is this his third season or second season with the rate back third. the Raiders? His third? Third, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I knew he would get in and it wouldn't come all together right away. Especially getting a new GM and then you have all that dumb shit last year yeah, with A B. Yeah. So I feel like now that you finally have your guys that you drafted yep. and the free agents that you wanted and you got a new change of scenery. You got a brand new stadium. It's all it's coming a fresh together. Start. It is all coming together for them. Yes. And the Raiders could really be back, and Maybe. not just back for a year or two, but back to you know, really stay. I mean, Gruden's on contract for ten years. So if you think about it, this could be you know a seven year run where it's. So he's getting paid either way. Yeah, the Raiders are back in town. You know, but the Pats this week in a hell of a matchup. Yeah, that could be a sneaky. But good that, game. but I, but. I don't look at the Raiders as a team now. We're like, well, they'll lose. It's like, well, they could actually be. They can compete with yeah. this Pats team. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, you can't rule them out. And you know, and a, and right. a lot of people are saying last night, oh, Drew Brees, uh, bone bone arms. Mm-hmm. He can't throw. I'm like, yeah, dude, dude's forty. Like he's gonna have trouble. Their offense isn't predicated on him going for the deep ball anymore, especially when Mike Thomas not playing. Yeah. You can throw you all the throw to downfield. You, know, you can throw it all Cook. out the window at that point. Maybe Emmanuel Sanders, but he, he didn't the game doesn't it doesn't open up for him with Mike Thomas gone. So you can throw any deep threat out of like all that out of the window. Yeah. So he's very crucial to their offense. Thomas. That's a big problem for them because they really re- rely on Kamara and Jared Cook more, and that only gets you so far. The, but the Raiders said, "Well, go ahead and beat us." They stacked the box. They stopped Kamara. And said, "Okay, Drew, you beat us," and they and Drew couldn't. Couldn't. And the Raiders, you know, they're good. I like their group of safeties, but I'm not sold on their corners group. 
and they're playing a Green Bay secondary next week that can fly and has a lot of athletic and very young good players. And I can see Green Bay doing the same thing that you know that the Raiders did. Also, given that Green Bay probably is going to be without Kenny Clark again, mm-hmm. and their run defense is going to be really shoddy, but the premise is there where they're the Packers are going to load up the box. They're going to stop Kamara, but you know they're going to try and make them beat them on screen passes and in, in the air. And they're going to take their chances with, all right, we'll go ahead and try to throw to Jair, throw to Kevin King, throw towards Amos. Like, go ahead. Yeah, try it. Because if, you, if the Raiders can get away with it, we, we like our chances too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, that, that's, a, that's a glaring problem that I see with the Saints. Then that's what I'll say about them. But overall, it was a, it was a damn good game. Very good game. Um, I didn't like – I didn't – I mean – I understand why they called it. It was a penalty, but that Janoris Jenkins, like you got to do better on that play, on that PI. Yeah. If he gets his head around and he's looking for the ball, but what do you then want you to do? then well then you can make the well yeah they got just they got tangled, tangled up. up, they got tangled up and that happens. Incidental contact. Yeah, incidental c- contact. You pick up the flag, but you go and look at the replay. Dude doesn't turn around. He hooks his arm, you can, and then you Easy know the ref flag. has to throw the flag. Yeah. And so the Saints had an opportunity to get the ball back, tie the game, but then just a bonehead decision by a veteran player who should have made the play. And he there was and it wasn't even necessary for him to do that because the ball was thrown well over the guy's head. And it was uncatchable. Yep. Maybe you can argue it was uncatchable because he hooked his arm, mm-hmm. but only yeah. to a degree. Yes. So, yes. you know, like I said, that's just week two shit. Yes. And that's shit that... That'll happen to any football club, so you just have to clean that shit up. But yep. nevertheless, a good game. Yeah, overall, the Raiders get their first home win in their new stadium, and they advance to 2-0. and We'll see them play the Pats this week. A hell of a game. So Someday it's going to be a trivia question. Who scored the first touchdown in the Raiders' new stadium? Answer, Alec Ingold. <laughs> no one's going to remember. For a thousand, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is, who is Alec Ingold? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. You won the Daily Double. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it, guys. It really will. That's the thing. Yeah. No, but overall, great NFL Week 2, right? So yeah. Every game was pretty good. Not every game, but most of them were obviously Packers game was great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they blew them out. So. I was upset in the beginning, I'll tell you what. Yeah, it was... Yeah. When I, was, when, I was, when I was watching, I'm like, oh, okay. So Same just, old pack. Okay, cool. I'm like, cool. I'm like, <laughs> NFC Championship Part 2. We suck again. We'll let, we'll let four-year-old Adrian Peterson get 200 rushing yards <laughs> for the day. <laughs> That's cool. And then LaFleur said something. He said, no more cheese curds if you don't play. Sean <laughs> Gary was like, oh, shit. And I, need that. Play. I need that. Shannon Sullivan with a good pick six. Just... Yeah, yeah. just started popping off. Green Bay's putting up points. Thank you, Aaron Jones, for 40 fantasy points. You're Huge shout-out. You're my shout hero. Out. He's a beast. Huge shout-out. Love out. that guy. You see the glasses he puts on? Those those stunner shades <laughs> that he puts on? And Packers got to pay him. They need to. If they don't, someone I, desperate will. I demand it. <laughs> He's good. Someone He's will pay him. very good. Yeah. Packers look good. He's he's really underrated, but I don't like right now. He's the number one leading rusher. Him and Derrick Henry are one and two. I feel like three is Zeke, four is Nick Chubb, and five is Jacob. I feel like ever since he ran the floor, was it Dallas last year or two years ago when he went Dallas crazy? last year? Like 
He had the four tutties and Dallas. Like, that should have been like the coming out part of okay, this is like a running back we need to look out for. Been. And he's and he's been here, and it's like, when is he gonna get his comeuppance? That's the thing about the Packers, man. Like he's everyone, everyone, very low key, low key, and like even when they do ball out, no one gives them love because they're just like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, like, uh, I'm like, yeah. well, Rodgers is thirty six years old, and he's still doing this, but yet when doing they don't, it well. But yet when they don't perform, what's wrong with the Packers? Exactly. Oh, it's an aging Aaron, exactly. and it's a team. But yeah, like you're saying. Very undervalued and underappreciated. Which is fine. Like, yeah. yeah, keep undervalued. Like, that's perfect. Really? Yeah, no attention. Because that's exactly what number 12 wants. The he less said you that. talk about yeah. that. Exa- yeah, please. He goes, he was on a. He, so every Tuesday, you can watch the Pat McAfee show. He goes on there with Pat, AJ Hawk, and the boys for about 20, 25 minutes just talking, just. Yeah. Just with the boys, you know? And. He has said, like, he said on today's show, uh, today's Tuesday show, he's like, a fan called in. They're like, Aaron, you're out there smiling and you're having a good time. He's like, you just look so different from, like, the past couple seasons. Like, you know, you, you even said you went back and you watched film from your 2011 training camp to, like, see what you did. And you now you're playing really good. And, like, he looked like... If it's not for Russell Wilson playing the way he is, Rodgers would be right up there in the MVP conversation, if you ask me. Shit, he probably should be. Yeah, but Russell Wilson's playing out of his yeah. mind. You gotta, Russell Wilson's by far the front runner for that right now, but yeah. Rodgers, for his age, like he's putting up numbers that emulate his two MVP seasons in 11 and 14. So anyway, back to the, what the guy asked him. He's like, so what have you been doing? And Rodgers basically said, he's like, listen, he's like, quarantine has given me a lot of time to reflect and think about the things that I value in my life and what drives me as a, not just a football player, but as a human being. And I've just made the necessarily necessary changes in my life. And I've just found a new love for life and I'm just happy and I love my life. And I just love being out there with my teammates. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he, and I'm going to quote him when he said this for all these people who say him and LaFleur hate each other. He's like, I love working with Maddie. He's a great coach and we have a great relationship and I can't wait to keep working with him and keeping this thing rolling because I think we can only get better. And, you know, to have your quarterback, especially after the draft and all the shit people said yeah, about how that envi- work environment was going to be after that, I mean, I, in a sense, drafting Jordan Love was the thing that had to light the fire under Aaron Rodgers because who's to say if they don't draft Love – well, who's to say Rodgers doesn't, you know, it could have been easy. Well, Rodgers may not have gone back and looked. He just gets complacent. Yeah, he may not have lo- went and looked at that film and said, what can I do to get better? Very true. And he could have just, you know, s- you know, kept his same bad habits. Which I think what he, one of the things he saw is that he was holding the ball too damn long and that he had to get the ball out quick and he had to play within the parameters of the offense. And I think now because... In 2011, that's kind of where they had that shift where you get Tom Clemens starting to call the plays. He's the big offensive coordinator guy, and McCarthy's kind of giving Rod. And at that point in his career, he was giving Rodgers more freedom at the line of scrimmage to check and do things. Right. So I think with all that combined, Rodgers kind of went back to his roots and said, well, maybe I am holding the ball too long. Maybe I do have to do better. And so far it's been working out for him, but just – you know, with all the talk and shit, for him to say something like that, it's super encouraging to hear. Yeah. Which, you know, 
he's he probably won't he still won't probably finish his career as a Packer, but I don't it right now things are really good. I think it's gonna be a good ride. And I said this, you know, and I said this before. If the Packers came out on their own two right now, that's the only thing they're talking about is the quarterback position. They drafted Love, Rodgers is zero two. It's over. Do they trade him now? But if they keep winning, that no one's gonna give a up, shit. Yeah. It's not a problem. Yep. So I just have to highlight that and say, like, I think that was huge that he came out and said that that he has a newfound love for life. Like that's yeah. Well, it looks that's like big. They're playing huge. Packers playing huge. So they're obviously Super Bowl contenders for a reason. And it's, you have to put showing. them in the conversation oh, at this point. I would yeah. even have before the last season. year. They yeah. were a game away. Exactly. I would have before you the have season. To put them so. back there. Yeah, but like I said, with the draft, they didn't do. They didn't yeah, get any immediate true. help. You I signed think, Devin Funchess, I guess. Who yeah. I mean, you can't. I mean, I guess he's a. You but you guess can still he's put number, the Packers back there because obviously you know, still a contender. I mean, they added stuff later down the road, but you know their team's still there. That team was really good. They went. That was a thirteen and three team. So they were number two in the NFC. There's NSC. no reason for me to not put them back there again just off the start, and then and the them, team who was number one just lost their two best defensive players. We lost. Uh, Poor Niners. They lost their two best defensive players. Gone. Their starting running back and their starting quarterbacks hurt. Yep, Mostert's out for four to six with a sprain MCL. Garoppolo's out for a high angle sprain, and Bosa and Thomas are done. And we're gonna—they have to, the, to play on the same field. Yeah, we're gonna go to the Giants this week again. Not looking forward to that. We might as well put in the second string and third string. Yeah, yep. they did. They did make a complaint about that field. They did. And the like conditions of the field. Or something. Yeah, a lot of horrible injuries, obviously, throughout the NFL so week two. You guys watch the NFL, you know there's hella hella injuries. Notable Saquon Barkley for the Giants, superstar. C-Mac, high ankle sprain, couple weeks. I mean, notable others. Um, Drew Locke, Broncos quarterback. He's out with the shoulder. shoulder. I mean, plenty of others I can't Anthony name. Anthony Barr. So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, just all, you, you guys name it. You look at every team. Someone, 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 yeah, yeah. someone has lost someone on pretty much every team. Pretty unfortunate. And I think that just goes to the showing of... You know, no preseason, no this, no that. Now they're just finally getting to the swing of full contact. The full. lack of live live reps in practice, because of course you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna go out and tackle hard on your own guys. No, you need it for the season. Exactly, it's kind of catching up to them quick. You know, with no preseason, you just play hard now. These yeah. games matter, and I don't know injuries are just gonna happen. It sucks. So hopefully they can get a grip on that. So maybe this year, like an early bye week, is beneficial for teams. So yeah. Usually, it's an early bye week yeah. is like you don't want that. But yeah. I feel like with this COVID year, if you have an early bye, yeah, that yeah. could help you. I know. Yeah. That really could yeah, help you. A huge week to recover. And it sucks that we're losing some people for the year. Like I said, a couple of those Niners, Saquon. Yeah, um, not just that, but teams who are still trying to figure shit out on the fly, they can take a week and say and really figure out concretely who what their identity is and what right. they want to do. Yep. Yeah, dude, shout out to all those poor injuries, obviously. Dude, that yeah. sucks for the NFL. Terrible. Even when I saw Anthony Barr got, like, even as a Packers fan sucks. and, like, all this shit that happened with Anthony Barr and Rodgers, it's like, dude, that sucks. Torn peck, bro. Like, oh yeah, it's terrible. Sucks to know you're hove. Yeah, bro. Especially of how hard these guys have worked and like just to get back all the extra adversity they had to face with like COVID and shit. Like you get one game, two games. In, having to mentally prepare to play in front of no fans. Having to get yourself mentally psyched to go and run at a guy 110 miles per hour and smack into him without anyone there to cheer for you. Like crazy. That takes a different like human being to do something like that so i definitely feel for those guys who go and get hurt because yeah 100 that's what happened in nfl week two guys injuries but on top of that great game so we can move on to some pickums for week three so on the do you have the standings for i do so what was the 
standings so, right now. So the overall standings: Frank is seven and one. Okay. I am four and four. Taylor is three and five. Okay. For week two, I went two and two. Frank, you went three and one. Taylor, you went two and two as well. Mm. We all had the Saints. We all had the Cowboys. I took the, the other, Pats. Yeah, and the other two yeah. were switches. Yeah, we, we yeah. had the Browns. We I had, had the Bengals. And then the Pats, exactly. yeah, the Pats, and me and you. So yeah, there's oh, they should they could have got it for me. You know? <laughs> they really definitely they could have had it for me. Damn, Damn. it is whatever. Let's try to let's try to bounce back. We got guys. Yeah, we're, we we're got? We got week slated. So we'll start with Green Bay Packers. Really good team going to play the really good team, the Saints, who just came off of a stunner yeah. in Las Vegas. So yeah, I got the Packers. Mike Thomas gone. That's He's gone it. for sure. I, I'm high ankle sprain. He should. I don't think he'll play. I don't think after one week. It's not, it's a it's not, look, it's not looking good that he's going to play. If they want him for the rest of the year, they shouldn't play him. Even if he does, he's not going to be 100%, which I'll still take. Yep. Devontae Adams has a, a hamstring tightness, but they don't think it's going to be anything major. Packers are, should be able to run the ball over them anyways, just like Josh Jacobs did. So I'm going to go in there, and uh, I think Green Bay is going to take play uh, keep away, control the clock, and keep, get a nice sustained long drives going. And... Uh, I think they the Packers get out of there with a 20, 28 to twenty four win, something like that. Everything he said, and I just say the Packers receivers, the supporting cast have seemed to grow up and mature this year and be more of a helping hand. So that just gives Rodgers and Lazard yeah. gives Rodgers more freedom or comfort to I don't have to just depend on Devontae. He's got help, so mm-hmm. I'm taking Packers as well. Okay. I'm just going to go New Orleans, who that Saints. Because I like the defense. I think the secondary will hold Malcolm Jenkins, uh, Janoris Jenkins, Marcus Williams, and Marshawn Lattimore. And hopefully the pass rush gets there a little bit. They're at home. After that loss, they have to play with a sense of urgency here. I have a feeling Mike Thomas will be back because they didn't put him on the IR, which would have put him out minimum of three games. So that gives him a chance to play all the way at Sunday yeah. night. Michael Thomas hops in there. I think offense will click back enough to get the dub, and the defense will hold enough at home. So I'll take the okay. Saints. And then we got week, I mean, pick two, Dallas Cowboys at Seattle Seahawks. Um, I'm going to roll with Seattle Seahawks, just really a really good team in the league, probably my third, second best team in the league right now. So I'm going to take Seattle and just say they take care of Dallas at home. It seems like they have some issues, but what do you like? I'll probably go with Seattle as well. Um yeah, they look, I mean, just the eye test, they look way better and more complete than Thank Dallas. You. And like we said earlier, Dallas eked out this win and should a lot, or they did lose the other one, so they realistically could be 0-2. So just based off that alone, Seattle played Cam Newton the Pats really tough, so I like Seattle as well. I really want to take Dallas, but I just can't. I can't trust them against the way the Seattle offense is playing i don't see dallas having an answer for dk let alone russ russ is gonna cook again yes and um i don't think it's i think it's gonna be a high scoring game but at the end of the day i have to go with russ and the seattle seahawks Mm -hmm. just a better team overall yep i like it um game three we're gonna be selecting is the los angeles rams at the buffalo bills both two and oh cool i'll start off i'll take Sean McVay and the Rams. I like their what they got going on. I like the way they start the season. I like their defense. It'll be a really tough game, I think. Still a chance Buffalo obviously wins, so it's a tough one for me, but I think I like Rams to edge it in a good one. You like Alex? 
I'm gonna go Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see year three of the Josh Allen era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Year three, and they're—I mean, it's three years together. They're getting better. They're getting matured. They seem to be just—they seem to be finally that team that's not wishy-washy of you know, you know, we're a wild card team. We're this, and that's like no, like they're ready to take over the AFC East and run that division. So I think they're a little more grown up and. I like them at home. I know the fans aren't there, but it's it's New York. It's going to be colder than it is in L.A. And I mean, I know it's not going to be super cold early in September, mm-hmm. but still, that might be this, something to throw them off a little bit. And Buffalo just seems... They seem a little more complete. They got dig, so I like Buffalo. Okay. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a close game, but um, I think I'm going to go with... Oh, man, I don't even know. I want to go with Buffalo... Based on just the way they've been playing, but I think I think the Rams will squeak it out. I think the um, that I think the matchups. Um, I just think that D line. I think Aaron Donald is going to be able to have a monster game. Um, Josh Allen, he's the quarterback who likes to run with it, take off with it, and I think um, I think uh, the Rams will have a good answer for that, and I think. I think just the way the offense clicks and the way uh, Sean McVay, he can use the momentum to his advantage and kind of just control the pace of the game through his offensive play calls. Um, I think that'll just overtake what the Bills are doing, but I will not be surprised at all. I've really, I really struggle with this pick. I have the Rams in a close one, 19-16, 19-17. Just a really close game, but I... I I really struggled with this pick, but I'm I'm gonna take the Rams in a really really close game. All right, I agree with that completely. And the final game. Final game is Monday Night Football. We got the Kansas ah, Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. So, woo! Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, star-studded matchup. Who you got? I'm gonna go with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes on the road. They're gonna go out, and he's gonna prove why he's he's a beast. I mean, Lamar's obviously a beast, but I think the Super Bowl MVP and the yeah, league MVP. I, think, I mean, I just think whoever kind of has past two MVPs. Yeah, low key. I just think whoever has the Paul last is low key gonna win this one. I'm just hoping it's the Chiefs on that. Seriously, so yeah. So, what do you think? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ravens because I like I like Baltimore's defense versus Mahomes, and then Chiefs defense versus Lamar. So. It comes down to it. Defense has to make a stop. I like the Ravens have a good chance to stop them. Yeah, I like Baltimore too. I think they're the only team that um, can be, if not as physical, more physical than the Chiefs, um, offensively and defensively, just their identity of football. Um, I think Calais Campbell has shown to be a great signing for the Baltimore Ravens Yep. and a guy who's a difference maker for them. So I definitely have the Ravens uh, – Winning this one, not by a mile, but um, oh yeah, it'll be close. Freaky L is gonna have a show. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a hell of a game, guys. So those will run down our week three pickums and we'll let you know how they are and update the results next time. So it's gonna run down the NFL talk for the day. Great games. Looking forward to week three. Time to run back to the NBA bubble talk. We got the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals. A um, couple games in already. Three games in. Got the Miami Heat up against the Boston Celtics 2-1. You 
You got the Los Angeles Lakers up 2-1 against the Denver Nuggets. Shocking upset when the Denver Nuggets came back and won. They're out here playing a hell of a series. They they lost game two on a buzzer beater to Anthony Davis, so they low-key could be up 2-1. Really but, good. Yeah, but instead it's a 2-1 deficit for them, and the Lakers got the lead here. Everyone on this pod took the Los Angeles Lakers to win the series. Yep. On the other side, Taylor and Alex chose the Boston Celtics Correct. to advance to the finals, and I'm with the Miami Heat. So we got a series on both sides, guys. Game four for Miami and Boston is tomorrow. Who do you like? Do we know if Gordon Hayward's... Oh, he's back. He he's played, back. Yeah, he oh, played okay. some of the last oh, okay. game. Yeah, yeah. Good. And he just sat for fucking three days, so he should be even more okay. well-rested. I'm taking Boston yeah. to tie this hoe up. I didn't watch the last game through, so I didn't know that's so all I was waiting on. But, yeah, I mean... Boston's going to tie this hoe up. With, and with, gonna, yeah. like, I think Taylor said in the last, the last part of the pod before about X-Factor, Hayward being in there, like we said, their whole relation with him and, and the coach and... They're they're full go. They're one hundred percent. They're full steam ahead. I think they're missing him a little bit come crunch time, is because I feel like those guys just struggle to put the game away or you know step on their neck or you know whatever analogy you want to use. So they got quote unquote veteran leadership with Gordon Hayward, and I think that's going to be a big enough difference that slight that slight gap that there was between Boston and Miami before Hayward. Now that he's back in, I think that closes the gap, and now puts Boston as that favorite yeah, to like, close it out. Yeah, like I said, I, Gordon Hayward is the equalizer, and what, depending on how he comes out and plays, and if he plays solid enough, that's enough to put Boston just over the top. Yep. Because that gives them more flexibility with their lineups. That's another guy who can go out and defend on the wing. It's another guy that you can at, count on for at least 15 to 20 points maybe if you really need him. If you tell him, like, you need to go out and score, we need you to score – He'll do it, and he'll do whatever it takes. Because, you know, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum even, some of these guys, one of them will have an off night. Even in, you know, you just need three of those four guys to have solid nights, and Boston's just fine. And you still got Kemba. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I think think that was the difference, you know. One of those, or even two of those guys would be off, and it's like they don't have enough firepower. But now you add... This fifth guy, Hayward, and it's like... That's just too much for Miami to yeah, handle. Yeah, it's too much. There's no way, you know, five of, five of them are going to be off. It's like two of them, maybe even three, are going to always be clicking, and it's like that's just so much to overwhelm a team. That's why Miami did so well against Milwaukee, because it was Giannis and Middleton, but then who after that? Right. And now they have a team in Boston where it's like, well, you got five... Their whole starting lineup can bring yeah, it at you. five-headed monster. And you just... You have to play grade-A basketball to beat them. And it's just so hard because they play, they're so they're so scrappy, scrappy and physical defensively. It's just they're they're just just a matchup nightmare for the way Miami plays. They want you to guard off screens, and Boston welcomes that because they get easy offense from their great defense, and that's just all the credit to Brad Stevens. And they just I don't, I don't know. It's just they got the matchup, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I might like them in Game Four as well. But overall, I still think Miami's going to take the series. I just called seven. I mean, I'd yeah, like I think we all think it's going to go seven. Yeah, I'd like six. If they, if they win game four, it's going to go six That's for crucial. sure. So it just depends. I like Goran Dragic. He's just playing really out of his mind, probably the best ball in his career, honestly. You like those young guns, Duncan and Tyler. Duncan yep. Robinson, Tyler Hero, are just don't look like rookies. Hate to say it. They just don't. So I look like they're ready for the moment. 
You got Jimmy Butler who seems to be stepping up. Bam Adebayo, really solid. I mean, the whole Miami team needs... Miami Heat team's good, too, you know? They are. And they got some death as well. So, at the end of the day, it's going to be a scrappy series like it's been. We'll see if Gordon Hayward is that X factor. But overall, you guys are sticking with Boston? Yep. And Okay, I'm going to still ride with the Heat. I got Boston tying this game up. Um, oh, fuck, man. Come see me next week. <laughs> no, actually, I'm just kidding. It'll be damn near over. Uh, it'll be over by then. I, I have to stick with my guns. Yes. Uh, Boston. Um... I just think they're a better coach team, and at the in the end they'll just prevail. But it's going to take seven games. I love that. So we'll see, you guys. It's a hell of a series. Have to fucking earn it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. On the other side, like I said, Lakers won on a buzzer beater from Anthony Davis to win Game Two, and now they just lost tonight, and they're down. I mean, up two one. So, what do you guys like there? I think I mean I think Denver is feeling good because they can obviously say well we lost the buzzer beater but then we came back and we're up twenty points one point in this game yeah yeah they kind of slipped but could I, be we could be up they could one. yeah in their heads you know I think they're mentally and all that swag is so strong thinking we could be up two one we're fine if when we go down three one it's up it's not like we haven't been here before I think all that good vibes and all that confidence is still there and. Another thing they could, another feather they could put in their cap is we had LA down twenty, so like they have the firepower, they have the defense to to do that. Ultimately, though, they I almost think, blew that though. That's what I'm and saying. The Lakers they almost, do that too. Yeah. The Lakers get leads and blow it just yeah. with that buzzer beater shot. Yep. The Lakers had a very significant lead, mm-hmm. and they still almost blew it. And so I think they're gonna have all that going for them. But again, I think ultimately the veteran leadership of LeBron and those guys. I think I heard a stat today. He's 22 and 0 when leading a series. Yeah. Leading, I think, when up 2 0. It was, some, sure. it was something know. like that. It wasn't just. Or up 3 1 or up 3 0. No, I think, I think it was when one. he's 2 and 0 or something. It wasn't just if he's Maybe. 1 and 0 because I don't think yeah, it's yeah, enough no, series. Yeah, no. But I think when he's 2 and 0, he's 22 and 0. It's something yeah, crazy. Something like Basically, that. at this point in a, in a series, he doesn't lose. So, again, he's going to do everything in his power. If he's got to start taking over, he will. Davis. Obviously shows that he has that mama mentality to go win a game. So I think it'll prevail. Um, I don't remember what I predicted last time, how far the series would go, but I am pretty confident it's going to go six. Mm-hmm. I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised if it went seven because I think Denver can get in that groove, but I'm comfortable it's going to go six and seven maybe, but... I feel firm on it going six. I'm starting to agree with you. I have a feeling like, you know, Denver's playing us tight. They're playing us well. J- Jamal and Jokic go off. They can win one more game. Hey, if not a third. But I think I had the Lakers in five. I mean, I'm not saying. Denver wins this next game. It's obviously going six. So Harvey, yeah. I don't know. I like Denver. I like what they're doing. But I think it will go six with you. I'll stick with six, and the Lakers will win four-two. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going. That's what I think I originally said was six, seven games. If it goes seven games, I'm very concerned because Denver just Anything they do not happen. fucking quit. They are they do they do not roll over. They do not give up. So if if there's a game seven, I'm very concerned because Denver very well there. If there's any team who can do it, it's them because yep. they've proven it twice. Yep. So uh, Denver is great. They're a really good team. But they're just—they're not better than the King, man. Yeah. They're not—they're not better than LeBron and AD, and you know, just the, all of that. 
together, I mean, I got to stick with the Lakers in six. Yep. Um, like I said, Denver really fucking good. Like, really, really good, but just not not good enough. Yeah. I think it's a thing where Denver's not going to make it easy, but, you know, they're not going to be phased, or maybe they haven't been phased, losing these games or being in these positions throughout a game or the series because... They lack that experience. Yeah, they're like... Not just there, that, but... That. Been there, done that. But the way I look at it, too, is... is LeBron knows what kind of opportunity he has in front of him now because right. the Bucks and the Clippers are both gone. And for this whole season, all the so-called experts and everyone has said, if the Lakers have to face, have to go through the Clippers or Bucks to Jimmy get through Tom. or win the finals, those are the two teams that will beat them. Both those teams are gone. And LeBron is licking his chops because he knows he has a huge opportunity right in front of him to achieve his fourth championship and yeah. become the first guy to win three with three different squads yep. and further cement his legacy and set himself apart in the all-time greatness category, uh, yeah. conversation amongst NBA players. So that's another part of it is like, yeah, the Nuggets are playing well, but LeBron, like LeBron is a man possessed because with the clip, like even as a Lakers fan, I'll admit I was nervous going thinking because I was going in as thinking we would play the Clippers you know and that made me very nervous yeah and I knew that would be a dog fight and then you know when the bubble started and Milwaukee and everyone was still in it and I, I thought well if we play Milwaukee that's not going to be a walk in the park either so now that it's kind of falling the Lakers way per se I just think there's no way LeBron's going to let that falter and he's going to squander that yeah. he knows what's in front of him and God knows he's gonna, you know what I mean? Like he's gonna do everything it takes. Yep. I think so. the I think the big thing will be LeBron supporting cast, not getting comfortable or letting up on Denver no matter where they're at in the game or the series because of how scrappy they are, but you know LeBron's gonna Well the problem can, yeah, the problem is the Lakers think they can win anyway. Yeah. And then but the the Nuggets now the Nuggets prove tonight they're like, well, if we can slow down the game and take our time and slow it down, not go as fast, try to jack up shots, we have a chance. Because that prevents those fast break, you know, yeah. situations where LeBron and AD and all these guys thrive for the Lakers. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, it's really interesting. The rebounding numbers were not well for the, for the Lakers tonight. Um, you know, and that's something Denver has a lot of advantage with too because they have that length and that size to really compete with us and stay physical enough but also have the ability to shoot from outside with that length which it's just it's hard to defend 100% you know there was a play tonight Anthony Davis had perfect defense and Jokic just made it he just better offense because he has that ability and it's fighting fire with fire so it's it's just going to come down to yeah. So the margin of error is so much more small now. Yep. Overall, we're all in agreement. Lakers should take care of business, obviously. They know what they got in front of them, and they'll take it. So yep. We will see where predictions are. Lakers all, we all have the Lakers in the finals, and I have the Heat, and you guys have the Celtics. So it's a hell of a series on each side. They're both pretty, really, really tough series to call because 
they said this season could go to anybody, and it's kind of true. It's it's like looking like that. It's opening so, up that way for sure with like Taylor saying Milwaukee and the Clippers out of it. It's yeah. anyone's kind of game. Yeah. Miami showing up out of kind of nowhere. Denver even maybe showing up out of nowhere, not expecting to be in these situations. And it's like, oh, what have we here? So, very I exciting. I love it. We're gonna well next time we'll talk. I believe we'll already somewhat know there might be game sevens to talk about yeah, or maybe. sixes. So, we'll be there. So. We love it, guys. I think that's going to do it for NBA. Yeah, that's a wrap on that. That's a wrap for the show, guys, today. So. Well, that's it? Yeah. No MLB, nothing? MLB's just chugging along. Yeah. Just we're, getting away. Close and, 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 and we're getting close. We're getting close to the end. card is in September? Yep, 29th. So, so, yeah, we're chugging along right there, which is, what, 29th is like, what? A week or Sunday. T- no, sorry. T- Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Week from now. So there will be some playoffs coming pretty soon. And we'll get into it. MLB's been doing good, though, by the way. You know, if you've yeah, been watching, they survived, they survived. they're doing their thing, and teams all have a chance. And it's gonna be might, a... They might do a bubble in Texas and yep. Florida for the divisions. There is some word on that. Yeah, there's, there's some word on that, but <laughs> we'll see. There's some word on the street. It's like a little like too late, but oh well, I guess you do it. Well, At least it's a playoff bubble. I don't, I don't well, know. I know. It's just like, okay, well, now, oh well, whatever. Whatever they decide to do, they decide to do. We'll see. So... I mean, baseball's chugging along, guys. We'll get more into that probably in the next episode. So. Yeah. Thanks for following us along, guys. Give us a follow on Instagram at For The Fans Podcast if you'd like. So, some outros for y'all. Yeah, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, being a part of this journey. Uh, we're just trying to grow and get better, and we appreciate everyone a part of the ride. You're our family, too, and... You know, it's the three amigos, but you guys are our friends and family too. So thanks for the support. Really can't say anything, add anything more to that. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in week to week and spreading the good word. We, uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. Yep, tell your friends, your family, your aunts, your uncles, everybody. Yep. Let them know. At For The Fans Podcast. At For The Fans Podcast on Instagram. Extra content there. Check us out, y'all. Peace.